You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. So a lot of speakers, coaches, entrepreneurs are trying to figure out why they cannot close business. But what they don't realize is that when people are buying from you, they are not buying your product or service. They are buying you and they are buying your story. Our next guest, known for transforming audiences, Andy Henriquez, founder of the Master Storytelling Academy, is a business storytelling coach, keynote speaker, and author of the game-changing book, Show Up For Your Life. Andy trains speakers, coaches, and entrepreneurs on how to unlock the power of story to elevate their brand, build greater connection, and increase revenue. His motivational stories have been featured on Gold Coast with over 7 million views and counting, whether standing on stage and captivating an audience or conducting workshops. Andy is known for transforming audiences, and today he is going to transform your life and take you to the next level. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for my guy, Andy Henriquez. Let's go, let's go, my brother Ash, man. man. Hey, it's been it's been overdue, man. Oh, absolutely. absolutely it's been overdue, man. man. I'm so glad to be here, man. Been enjoying the movement, yes, seeing the impact that you're making, man. Yes, Lives sir. being transformed. And yes, we sir. in the vault, baby. We, we inside, inside the vault, vault baby. Let's go. Inside the vault with Ash <laughs> You know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I feel like, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, I, you know, I had a I had a career as a banker for 15 years, um, and when I retired from banking to become an entrepreneur, um, I was always selling my product or service. Like I was mm-hmm. always saying, "Hey, I can help you do this. I can help you do this. I can help you do this." Um, and it, it almost felt like when I was speaking and when I was doing workshops or things of that nature that um, there was like a connection missing. Um, and it wasn't until I started to uh, tell my story. Yeah, I started becoming more vulnerable. I I, I started telling them my why, um, and then I I like immediately started seeing my business boost. Um, and I think that that's an, an art that um, I mean you're one of one. Like people don't even <laughs> like teach this, right? Um, and so I thought it was important to bring you uh, to our insiders. That's what we what we call our, the people who watch the show. Um, bring you to our insiders because a lot of them. You know, our speakers, our coaches, mm-hmm. our entrepreneurs have a side hustle, and they and, and they just stuck. They're just trying to figure things out. Yeah. Um. But before we even go there, um, you know, just from introduction perspective, for those who don't know, who is Andy Henriquez? Yeah. You know, Ash, when I when I was listening to you, one of the things we got in common is a little bit of our backstory, right? Yes, so you know, growing up in a Haitian Caribbean background, yes, one sir. of the things mom told me to do, she was like. NZ, go to school, yes. get good education, yes. and get good job. And let me tell you something. I followed the script, man. I went to school at Florida State University. I graduated summa cum laude. I got my master's degree in corporate accounting. While I was in the master's program, I decided to study for the CPA exam. I passed the CPA exam. I landed a job with one of the big four public accounting firms. 
I'm working with this amazing company. I got every reason to do good. But yet and still, man, I'm waking up every day to the sound of an alarm clock. I'm jumping out of my bed. I'm getting in my car, and I'm fighting traffic. And every day, this is the thought that's going on through my mind. There's got to be more than this. And for about a year and a half, man, I didn't know about Inside the Vault back then. For about a year and a half, I thought about taking a chance on myself. For about a year and a half, I thought about becoming an entrepreneur, a speaker, and a coach. And for a year and a half, here's what I did. I talked myself into it, Mm. and then I talked myself right back out of it. Now, I know some of the insiders, y'all can relate to this. Like, you got a dream, you got a goal, you got a passion, something you've been wanting to do, and nobody talked you out of it. You talked yourself into it, and then you talked yourself right back out of it. Mm. And for me, man, after a year and a half of doing that, it was December of 2004. And that became my defining moment. Mm. Kevin Costner, one of his movies, he dropped a line. Here's what he said. He said, when the defining moment come, either you define the moment or the moment defines you. Mm. That was my defining moment because I walked into the office of Tammy Klein. Mm. I turned in my letter of resignation and I took this step of faith Mm. as opposed to fear. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could tell you I had it all figured out. I did it, man. But I was smart enough to know that I needed a coach. I needed a mentor which is why the insiders are watching this program right now. Y'all know, listen, get in the room, get in these two, these type of conversations. And so I go to a seminar workshop, this gentleman in front of the room, he's speaking, he's high energy, he's dynamic, he's charismatic, and I'm just sitting, I'm waiting for him to be done. As soon as he's done, I run up to the front of the room, and I'm like, uh, excuse me, sir, my, my name's Andy Enriquez, sir, I just left my corporate job, I would love to learn how to become a speaker like you, sir. And he said, okay, young man, go to the back of the room. Speak to my program director. I run to the back. Ash, this lady named Star Babatoon, she handed me this three-page flyer. I'm flipping through the flyers, talking about you go become a speaker, a coach, an entrepreneur. I'm like, woo, woo. Then I get to the last page. I'm like, boy, they done made a typo on this joint. (laughs) Somebody added an extra zero or something because when I looked at the tuition, I thought it was going to be $3,000. It was $30,000. And this is like 20 years ago, my man. So I'm like, man, 30000 So the young lady, she's calling me the next day. As she calling me in the morning. You know I ain't pick up that phone. <laughs> she called me in the afternoon. You know I ain't pick up that phone. She called me in the evening. And I still didn't pick up the phone. Two days later, I see a number I don't recognize. Caught me off guard. Everybody been there before. Somebody owed you money. You know what I mean? <laughs> or something, right? So I pick up the phone. When I pick it up... Here's what I hear. Hey, what's going on, young man? This is Les Brown, maybe boys, baby boy, pride and joy. I'm like, Les? Les Brown? The Les Brown? Oh, I didn't mention the guy at the front of the room was the legendary Les Brown, one of the top five speakers on the planet, right? And so in the conversation, Ash, we having the conversation, he's like, well, what do you want? And I was like, sir, I want to become a speaker. I want to become a coach. I want to become an entrepreneur. He's like, okay, cool. He said, well, what kind of investment have you made? I was like, um... Um, see, I had bought like little audio books and little online courses, but I hadn't made any significant investment, Mm. which is one of the things that my buddy Trevor Otts articulated the best, because here's what Les Brown was trying to tell me at that time, which is this, and I want everybody to write this down, especially the insiders, is that you got to invest at the level in which you expect results. Mm. I'm going to say that again. You got to invest at the level in which you expect results. See, I had these big dreams, these big goals, but I had only made small investments. And as the conversation continued, I was like, "Um, well, I'm going to go figure it out, and then I'm going to commit. It was like, nah, 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 that's not how it goes. You got to commit, and then you'll figure it out. And let me tell you something. I committed. I was scared as all get out. I remember I was like, dude, I got $10,000 right now. I got to figure the rest out. But let me tell you something. Once I committed and once I learned how to be able to craft and share my stories, once I learned how to be able to communicate, Mm -hmm. everything began to shift, man. Over time, I had the opportunity to speak for companies like Bacardi, Mm -hmm. Office Depot, Pratt & Whitney, NASA, Mm -hmm. right? I've had the opportunity to be in Huffington Post, Black Enterprise. I had the opportunity to literally be able to transform people's lives, all as a result Mm -hmm. of me learning how to be able to share and tell my stories. Mm -hmm. I don't think enough entrepreneurs and 
people who are working perhaps a nine to five that feel like they want to become an entrepreneur, I don't think they realize the power and the significance of leveraging their story. Mm. Once I figured that out, man, everything changed. Yeah. Ash, everything changed. Yeah. And, you know, for you, I know part of your story is like working that corporate job, mm-hmm. taking that leap to become the entrepreneur, that leap being a little harder than what you facts, thought, facts, jumping facts. back in again, yeah, yeah. back to the job, figure that out to yeah. jump back again. And now, look, you're yeah. changing your impact in lives. Yeah. But what happens is, Ash, is that some people are going to look right now and they see the finished product. Right. And then when they see you and they see the finished product, they start thinking in their mind, nah, this is not possible for me. Yeah. That's part of the reason why we got to tell the story. Yeah. We got to tell the story so that we can meet people in the valley, meet them where they're at. Yeah. And through the process of telling the story, we give them the blueprint mm-hmm. to come out of the valley. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk a little bit about, about that uh, blueprint or the transition, if you yeah. will, right? Because, um, you know, like you, like you just alluded to, um, you know, when, when I retired from banking, um, I knew nothing about entrepreneurship. <laughs> I thought fame equals money. Uh, so, you know, so I was on Black Enterprise Magazine, Hot 97. I was, you know, I was hot. I was famous. Yeah. yeah. But I was broke, right? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I left a six-figure job um, to only make uh, 60000 as an entrepreneur, which mm. some people might be like, oh, that's good as an entrepreneur. But if, if, I, if, I'm, if I created a six-figure lifestyle... The sixty thousand isn't enough. I had to jump it. back into to, to work, reframe my thought process of how I viewed money in order to get to a space of true financial freedom. Um, talk about that transition, right? As, as somebody who um, you know, you worked for one of the big four, you know, yeah. accounting yeah. companies as a CPA. Um, you know, you you had to be making good money. Um, you decided to become an entrepreneur. Um, you know, talk about that transition because I know a lot of our insiders are, um, you know, making money. Yeah. Um, they um, might have a side hustle. They might be like, like when you told that story just now yeah. about waking up and mm-hmm. being in traffic. I know a lot of people could relate, and 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 they're in that space where they're like, all right, look, I'm. They may be working remote, but but their job might be pressuring them to to give that up. Yeah, but like, yeah. if they're looking for that transition, what's you know yeah. what's part of that? Yeah, I, well, I want to say a couple of things. Number one is here's the false notion that you're gonna have it all figured out mm. because the reality of it is, when I first left corporate America, I mean, I remember walking into the office of Tammy Klein, head of HR, and turning in that letter of resignation. And I had my game face on, Ash, like I knew what I was going to do and how I was going to do it, but I really didn't. What I did know for sure was that I just couldn't do that anymore. And what is that? Mm. Show up to a job in which I knew that I knew that there was something more for me. What I couldn't do anymore was to be daydreaming about my passion. What I couldn't do anymore is I was an auditor. Mm. So late night, we would be at the client site. And as the day progressed and as it got later, the clients would leave the building. But as auditors, we would still be there. Mm. And then I would hear managers who had been with the company longer start talking about their goals and their dreams and the things that they wanted to do. Mm. Then I'd be like, well, why aren't you doing it? They're like, well, you know, I I kept working. And and so I'm here. So I was like, if I don't do something radical, Mm. I'm just going to basically be just like them. I'm going to be working here. I'm be a manager, maybe even make partner, making good money. But on the inside, mm. I'm be saying, what if I would have took a chance? What if I would have gone off on myself? Yeah. Now, here's the crazy thing. The truth, when I left, man, man, mm. I had a family member come to the house, right? And you know, in the Haitian culture, everybody got a nickname. His real name was Mozart, but they call him Shushu. <laughs> Shushu came by the house, man. He knew I was leaving corporate America. I remember we sat down at the breakfast table. He put down all these brochures and flyers. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, we going to Costa Rica, man. Mm. Costa Rica's where it's at. He was like, look, we could buy a lot in Costa Rica. We go put these pre-manufactured homes. We could do these homes for seven grand. We go sell them for 21 grand. We not even go sell people the land. We go lease the land mm. to them. It's going to be awesome. Man, you know, I was hungry, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. I caught a flight, went to Costa Rica. Everything looked good. He showed me the lot. Mm. We went to the place where he manufactured the homes. I was like, man. I'm on the way back. In my brain, I'm like, boy, I'm about to be a multimillionaire, a real estate mogul, international, right? So I come on back, 
every week I'm calling in the check, right? Because I done took my savings to invest in this project in Costa Rica. Every week I'm calling up Shushu. Hey, man, how's it? Everything's good, man. We're securing the lot. Everything's cool with the manufacturer. All right, cool, cool. Call him back another week, man. Everything's cool. Fourth week I call him. Shushu ain't picking up the phone, Ash. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Mm. All right, maybe the man's busy. Right. So then I wait another week. I call him again. Hey, Shushu, what's up, man? Mm. He's not picking up the phone. Mm. Now, this back in the day when you had to get the calling card. So I'm driving to the gas station, right. getting the calling card. Right. I'm calling. He ain't picking up. He ain't picking up. Dude, I'm trying to reach this dude for a month. Mm. He not picking up. Wow. Finally, I call him at a crazy hour. He pick up the phone. And the first thing he says, Oh, boy, there, boy, there, boy, there, boy, there. <laughs> now, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's being my that Haitian way. brother, yes, any conversation that start off with, boy, there, boy, there, boy, there, boy, there. <laughs> That's, it ain't good Dude. news. And basically, here's what happened. Yeah. An opportunity came up, and he took all of our money. Wow. Invested in the opportunity. Wow. And lost it. Wow. Ash, yeah. I wish I could tell you I went off. Yeah. I went crazy. Yeah. Dude. It felt like the wind got sucked out of me. Yeah. I couldn't even say nothing, man. Mm. I went back in that room and I was like, I just left this corporate job. Mm. Right. I just took all the money that I had and I invested in this Costa Rica project. Yeah. Like, how am I gonna look? Do, do I need to go back and ask for my job back? Dude, I was in that room. And I think that's where my entrepreneur career started. Yeah. And I think that that was the day I became an entrepreneur. Mm. Because that day, I decided to stay in the ring. Mm. And one of the things I would say to the insiders mm -hmm. is that the moment you make a decision to go after your goals and your dreams, the moment you make a decision to pursue your goals and your dreams, here's one other thing I can tell you for sure. Expect to be tested. Mm. As you approach opportunity, whatever that opportunity is for you, as you approach opportunity, opposition escalates. Something is going to happen that's going to ask you, how bad do you want it? You know, Mike Tyson got that quote. He's like, everybody got a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right? So that was my first punch in the mouth. Yeah. And what I learned from that day was how to take a punch mm. and stay in the ring. Mm. And I believe for most of us entrepreneurs, when people look on the outside, I think the real formula, people always want to know what the hack is. The hack is stay in the ring and learn how to fight long nice. enough. Yeah. You're going to get punched in the mouth. You're going to want to tap out. You're going to want to go to the corner. But you need to have something that makes it worth it for you to stay in the ring. Mm. And let me tell you something, man. I, if, when I look back, I say that was the moment. That's the moment. Yeah. I took off that corporate America shirt mm. and I put on... My, I put on that, that entrepreneur shirt. Yeah, yeah. That was the moment where everything shifted, everything changed. Because what I learned is that I could take, I could get punched, yeah. and I was going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's what keeps a lot of people on the sideline, is they have this thing in their mind, like, I got to have it all figured out. And what if, what if, what if, what if? So what if? Right, right, right. What if? What if you get punched in the mouth? Mm -hmm. You will get punched in the mouth. Mm -hmm. But guess what you're going to realize? that you're stronger than what you think you are, yeah. you go figure it out. Yeah. And if you stay in the ring long enough, you find coaches, mentors, you get in the right room, yeah. you'll learn how to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And those that learn how to fight make the impact. Yeah. And when you make the impact, you make the income. No, that's powerful. Well, what would you say is one of the uh, biggest mistakes that like entrepreneurs, speakers, and coaches are making? Yeah, man. So one of the biggest mistakes I would say is really around their messaging. Mm. And the reason why I say that, man, because, I mean, Ash, you help people to literally be able to make multiple six figures, multiple streams through their books, yeah. right? And one of the biggest mistakes that people make is this, like, they get excited. They're going on the internet. They're watching interviews like this. And they're like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write the book. You know, I'm going to go ahead and create a funnel. I'm going to build the online course. I'm going to build a funnel. And there's nothing wrong with all those things because you and I, we teach those things. We do those things. We implement all those things. But here's the only thing. Here's where the issue lies. The average author sells less than 250 copies of their book. 
right? The average person who launches a funnel, the funnel doesn't produce the result that they intended. Mm -hmm. The average person who launches a course doesn't get the result that they want. Yeah. Now, what they start doing is they start thinking like, something's wrong with the book. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong with the funnel. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong with the online course. Nah, you know what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Your messaging. So like what they're doing is they are putting the cart in front of the horse. What do I mean? What's in the cart? The cart or is doing all the stuff to make them busy, right? They're doing all the stuff. They're working on the course. They're working on the funnel. They're working on the book. And all of that they should be working on. But what drives people to want to buy the book? What drives people to want to get the course? What drives people through the funnel? What drives people through is the story. So what we do is we learn how to tell a powerful story mm -hmm. that gets people to see the value of the book, mm -hmm. which is the reason why I could be on stage, tell my mom's story, and have people waiting in a line, hundreds mm -hmm. of people waiting in a line, yeah. to buy a book that they're not even going to read. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I told a powerful story yeah. from the stage, and I connected the story to the book. Mm -hmm. Now I create an emotional connection to the book. Now they feel compelled to want to stand in line to get the book that they're not even going to read. That if they read, it would change their life. Show up for your life, right? So, so that's the crazy thing. The online course is great. But if you got an online course and don't nobody know about the course, so what we got to do is we got to tell the story so that we can meet people in their problem and then help them to realize that we've come up with the solution and then help them to understand that the solution's in the course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Once again, we tell the story. Yeah. So every single time, it goes back to the story. Listen, attention is the new currency. Facts. Yeah. We got to be able to get attention, hold attention, and then direct the attention. Mm -hmm. How we get people's attention quickly, fast, mm -hmm. through stories. Yeah. The yeah. time we've been sitting here already, I done dropped a couple of stories. Right? We do it? that. So... I could teach the principle, yeah. but if I could take the principle and put it inside of a story, listen, yeah. Ash, back in the day, and you could relate to this, I remember getting sick as a kid. I was around seven years old. Mm -hmm. I saw my mom, grandma get in the huddle. They went in the backyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Came back in with a bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what they about to do with this bush? You know what they about to yeah, do with yeah, that bush. Yeah, yeah. They put it on the stove, yeah. boil that thing up. Yeah. My mom brought me that cup, yeah. drank it. Yeah. I was like, I'm not drinking. She's like, drink it. Yeah. Oh, that thing's so bitter. I know you done had it before, right? Now, it breaks the fever. It had me feeling, but it tastes so nasty, right? Fast forward now. My daughter's six years old. When she got a little cough, a little cold, she's like, Daddy, Daddy, can I get some medicine? She begging for the medicine. When I open up the cabinet, she pointing at the different medicine. Why? Because one is grape. One tastes like orange, right? The reason why she wants it is because it's got this good flavor to it. You and I and everybody who's got a product or a service or a message, mm. that's the medicine. Mm. But most of us, what we're doing is we're trying to give people the medicine like my mom was giving me the bush mm. in its rare form. That's not palatable. Yeah. You can't even digest it. Yeah. But when we could take the medicine and make that medicine mm. taste good, mm. when we could add a little flavor to that medicine, yes. we add a little something in that medicine, yeah. then you have people begging for the medicine. Right. And now what they're doing is they're consuming the medicine, right. and it feels so good, right. and at the same time, you're healing them. Mm. You're healing their finances. Yeah. You're healing their relationships. Yeah. You're healing their bank accounts. You're creating healing. And what is the thing that makes the medicine taste good? Mm -hmm. It's the story, it's man. Story. I, it's the story. I, so, look, I, I, I heard you once share before um, that there are five types of stories that entrepreneurs should be sharing um, do you mind sharing maybe like one or two of those? Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. By now, I mean, most people are talking at least understand that they've heard it someplace. Mm -hmm. You should be telling stories. Yeah. They've heard facts tell, stories sell. Yep. But the reason why I'm able to create so much value for my students is because it's not just about telling stories. Mm -hmm. It's about strategic storytelling. It's about telling stories that create a specific outcome. Mm -hmm. So there are five different stories that I teach my clients mm -hmm. through our Million Dollar Storyteller Mastermind, but one of the stories specifically, I'll get into two of them. Mm -hmm. The first one is what I refer to as our hit record, mm -hmm. right? That's the thing that every single time your name comes up, that's the story that should come to people's mind. We refer to that as the signature story. Mm -hmm. 
That is the story that whether you're on a podcast, Mm -hmm. whether you're on an interview, whether you're sending out an email, whether you're doing a challenge, whether you're on a summit, Mm -hmm. that's the story that you drop. That's the story that we share that gets the audience to be able to make a meaningful connection between you and them. Mm -hmm. Right? That's like Ash Cash talking about, hey, I was working in corporate. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to become this entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I stepped out there. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I jumped back in. Right? That's like my story. Hey, I was working in corporate. I was like, man, there's got to be more than this. Mm-hmm. We tell that story over and over again. Why? Because there's always going to be new people in your audience, yeah. and those new people are looking to make a connection. Yeah. We tell that signature story so that we can get people to lean in mm-hmm. as opposed to lean out. Mm-hmm. We tell that story so that we could build a connection. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of that signature story. Now, here's the thing. Once we start building a connection, at some point, we want to monetize that connection. Mm -hmm. We want to eventually offer people something. Mm -hmm. When we are making offers, if we want to increase the conversions on those offers, Mm -hmm. we need what is referred to as an offer story. Mm -hmm. What is the offer story? Mm -hmm. It is a story that we tell. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. that does three things. Mm -hmm. Number one, it helps us to overcome the objections that people may have when we are offering our products and our services. Mm. The second thing that it does is it creates a sense of urgency. Mm. The third thing that it does is it gets people to see the value. When people don't see the value of your products and services, they don't buy. Mm. When we don't overcome their objections, they don't buy. Mm. When we don't create a sense of urgency, they don't make a decision, Mm. therefore they don't buy. So why not tell a story that gets people to understand? So at the very beginning when I was talking to you, part of my offer story is I talk about how when I saw the price tag on that Les Brown program, I was like, man, $30,000. And then I talk about the conversation that he and I had and how I had to come to realization you got to invest at the level in which you expect results. And then I had to figure out, you got to commit, and then you figure it out. Uh And then he told me that Warren Buffett was being interviewed by Tony Robbins. He said, Mr. Buffett, you've invested in the real estate, stock market, and businesses. You've made all this money. He said, but what would you say is the best investment you can make? Warren Buffett said the best investment you can make Uh is an investment in yourself. Uh When I'm telling that story during one of my challenges, Uh during one of my offers, What I am doing is mirroring the fact that my audience is eventually going to have to make a decision. Because in order for me to serve them, I'm going to have to offer them something. And when I offer them something, some of them might be thinking in their mind like, oh, but I don't know, man. You know, I didn't know it was going to cost that much. Wait a second. You got to invest at the level in which you expect results. Some of them might be thinking like, oh, man, I'm going to figure out how I could do it. No, you got to commit and then you figure it out. And then they're like, well, I don't know. I like Andy. Wait, you're not investing in Andy. Right. You're investing in yourself. Yeah. 
right? And what I do through that story is engage them in the conversation that I already know that they're going to have mm. before they have it, mm. but through a story, mm. my own story. Right. All I'm doing is helping them to navigate the story that they're about to have in their own head mm. so that they can make a decision in their own best interest. Mm. Yeah. Because my job is not to convince. Yeah. My job is to find the people who are my assignment yep. and make it so easy for them to be able to make a decision yeah. that it becomes a no-brainer for them to make a decision when I offer them an opportunity to be able to work with me, whether it's through my Master Storyteller Academy or my Million Dollar Storyteller Mastermind. Mm -hmm. And for those of us that offer products and services, we're doing ourselves a disservice if we don't learn how to share and tell these stories yeah. and how to leverage those stories so that we can help people to make quicker and faster decisions. So that's two of them, yeah. and it pretty much spells the word solved, the signature story, offer story, landing story, value proposition story, and the expert story. I just mm -hmm. talked about two of them, the signature story and the offer story. Yeah, yeah. And that's so powerful because I think that when people, you know, specifically like entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, people who are trying to uh, find uh, customers for their product, people don't, or their service, people don't realize that it is, um, you know, the the story that's going to sell that, right? It's the uh, connection. Like, we don't, we don't live in a day and age where you could just, like, people are just going to buy the product because uh, you're offering the product. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because people are going to buy the product or service because of the connection, the alignment, yes. right, to, to you. Um, you know, you go to the supermarket and there's tons of bread, there's tons of different brands of orange juice, but people are going to go with the brand that has the story, right? Or the, the one that makes them think of something or, you know, it, it gives them that, that, that energy, it gives them that space in which they're like, all right, this is, um, you know, I could connect, you know, you know, with this. How does one... Um, how does one start to craft their story, right? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody, um, you know, has, you know, is an entrepreneur or, you know, working nine to five and they have this product or service and they're like, all right, I get it. I need a story, but you know what? My story isn't um, fun. It isn't yeah, something yeah. that people are going to gravitate to. So how does somebody craft a uh, a signature story, but but a compelling one, yeah, too. Yeah, compelling one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's really two categories, right? There's category number one, which is the person who says that, I don't know if I have a story. Yeah. And the reason why is, Ash, they are caught up in the comparison mode. Mm. They're comparing themselves to other people. Mm. So they saw the person strung out on drugs and filed bankruptcy and almost lost their life. And they might, if you have that kind of story, more power to you. Leverage it. Yeah. But they might not have a crazy story like that. I didn't have a crazy story like yeah. that. So for the longest, I thought, I don't have a story. Yeah. But then I realized that there's still connection in a story that doesn't have to be filled with trauma or anything crazy out there. Yeah. Then you got another category where they're like, I got a lot of stories, mm -hmm. but I just don't know how to cash in on my yeah. stories, right? Yeah. So regardless of what bucket people fall in, when we're working with them through our Master Storyteller Academy, basically we take them through a simple framework. And for the insiders, real quickly, like when you're trying to find your story, there's basically three places that you can look. And I wanna give these to you real quick because it's gonna help you to be able to find your stories. The first place that they're gonna look, Ash, is what I refer to as their challenges, mm. right? Because here's the thing. Somebody once said, when you lose, don't lose the lesson. Ooh. When you go through a significant challenge in life, oftentimes there's gonna be a story attached to that challenge. Yeah. So when someone lost a job, got fired from the job, went through the bankruptcy, went through the divorce, went through the bad doctor diagnosis, had the heartbreak, I guarantee you there was a lesson there and there's a story there. And if you can unpackage the lesson for yourself, now you can find how is there and where is there a gift and a blessing for somebody else inside of my story. So first place we look is challenges. The second place that we're going to look is what we refer to as transitions. Those are the moments in our lives where things change. It was like for you and I, we were working a corporate job. And then we became an entrepreneur. That's a transition. Yep. That's a story. Yep. Some people at one point, they were married. Then they got a divorce. Mm. That's a transition. Yeah. Any significant transition in your life is going to have a story attached to it. Mm. 
It is your job to look, see what the lesson is, and see how you can bless somebody else with it. Mm. By the way, transition stories are the ones that generate the most amount of money. Mm. Because you can let people know, hey, I was here, and then now I'm here. And as you tell the story, their natural inclination is, how did you do it? it? And that's when we refer them to our products and our services. Mm. You want to know how to do it? Excellent. Mm. Come to my blank, fill in the blank, whatever. In my case, I'm like, hey, attend my Master Storyteller Academy or join my Million Dollar Storyteller Mastermind. Whatever the framework is, that's why we need frameworks processes Mm -hmm. because that's what helps people to understand how we did it, Mm -hmm. right? The third place that we're going to look is defining moments. Mm -hmm. Earlier, I dropped that quote by Kevin Costner in the movie Tin Cup. Mm -hmm. When the defining moment comes, either you define the moment or the moment defines you. Defining moments are those moments in your life that when you can look back, If you were just taking a pin on the timeline of your life, you put a pin there, you would say, right there, that changed the trajectory of my life. Mm. So when you and I left, you left corporate the second time, you could put a pin there, that changed the trajectory of your life, right? When I look at December of 2004, when I left corporate America, I could put a pin there. Mm. That changed the trajectory of my life, Mm. right? Defining moment. Proposing to my wife mm. in New York. Me yeah. and you both spoke at the same absolutely, event. Absolutely. And I think you had left by that time, but yeah. I did a flash mob no, proposal. No, no. Oh, I, you was there. I, I, I took the video. Oh, the only snap. video that exists. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't cut me out of your history. I that's took the that's, only video that existed at that time. That's, that's what I'm I, talking I, about. I, I'm, I'm the camera guy. That's what Give I'm talking about. Next time my, bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. My man, Ash, man. So we both speaking at the event. Yeah. And, man, there's a crazy story behind that. I can't even get into that. But, Ash, I was coming to New York. I was supposed to go to court, my brother. Mm. I invested in a company called Agape mm. that ended up on the show American Greed. Word. So we were buying and flipping homes and then someone came to our investor meeting and I invested mm. and what happened is I was making all this money and then they started offering insurance. Mm. So I asked them for my money back. I got my money back. Mm. Three weeks later, mm. they're on CNN. Wow. FBI is raiding Nicholas wow. Cosmo Agape ends up being the second biggest Ponzi scheme after Bernie Madoff. Wow. They had a 90-day clawback rule. Mm. If you got your money back within 90 days Mm. of the receiver taking over, Mm. they wanted the money back. Mm. So I was like, y'all trying to take my money back that I invested? I'll give you what I made, but you are my original investment? I was supposed to fly to New York Mm. to go to court. Mm. I was in the middle of a two-year court ordeal. Mm. I was stressed out. Losing weight, all kind of stuff, my brother. One week before we saw each other, mm. I got a phone call from an attorney that said, Andy, we just settled the case for you. Mm, wow. That's when I hit up Tiana was like, look, I'm going to still be able to make it. Yep. Came, reached out to another friend, said, yo, I know the choreographer mm. for Angela Bassett's movie. Mm. I think we could get you this whole thing coordinated. Mm. My girl, Stacey N.C. Grant. Mm-hmm who is like Absolutely. the main lady now, yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, for Zeta Phi Beta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, I think this choreography could happen. And here we are, mid-time. Yeah, they yeah. start dancing and so forth. They pull out the wifey. Yeah, yeah. My man Ash yeah, caught that yeah. joy yeah. on video. video. For the record, let's yeah, you get it. You me in the background, hey, too. Hey, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to hear the voice. You know what I mean? Got yeah. that thing on video, yeah, man. Yeah. But that was a defining moment, yeah. right? Yeah. So when I say that, for everybody who's tuned in, insiders, listen, you got a couple of defining moments in your life yeah. that if you go back and look at those moments, your life had a change in trajectory. Yeah. And there was also a lesson there, Ash. Mm-hmm. If we could unpackage the lessons for ourselves, mm-hmm. then learn how to be able to tell the story mm-hmm. and then put that medicine mm-hmm. inside the flavor that tastes so good, mm-hmm. we make it so palatable, and then we become easy for people to hear our message. If we could get people to hear our message, get them to hear the value in our products and services, Mm. get them to feel a connection, then it is easy for us to pass influence Mm. and becomes easy for them to be able to make a decision Mm. in their own best interest Mm. to buy our products and our services. I love that. I love that. And so so somebody right now is listening, entrepreneur, speaker, coach, they're saying, well, I got a story, (laughs) um, but who wants to hear my story? Well, how do I get that story out to the masses? I don't have a large following. Yeah. Um, you had a video that went viral, <laughs> right? Seven million views uh, and counting on Facebook, all these different platforms. Um, how did that come about? Yeah, man, it's so crazy. 
So, Ash, I wake up in the morning one day, and I get all these text messages. I'm like, why is everybody texting me? Yeah. Everyone's texting me. Everyone's sending me an email. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, yo, your video, it changed my life. I'm like, what video? What are they talking about? Right. Ash, here's what nobody knows. I'm going to share this right now inside the vault. Mm. I did a keynote speech mm. for a company by the name of Team National. Mm. I got the footage as part of my keynote contract. They have to provide me with the footage. Mm. When we got the footage back, I told the team to put it on YouTube, but to put it as unlisted in private. Mm. They made a mistake wow. and listed it as public. Mm. While it was out on YouTube, didn't even intend for it to be public, mm. a company by the name of Goldcast mm. is always looking for like great stories. Yeah. They happened to see that the video, they did a search, new videos in the past, like, 15 days. Mm -hmm. They find my video and someone on their team had to have watched it all the way into the end because mm -hmm. I closed the keynote with this story about my mom. Mm -hmm. They ended up taking that video of the story about my mom. Yep. They dropped the video. Ash, I remember getting excited when I saw someone send me a text and I looked. I said, man, this thing looks like it's going to get 100,000 views. Yeah. By the next day, that thing had half a million views. By the end of the week, that thing had a million views. Wow. Right now on Facebook alone, it got something like 5.9 million views. Wow, but wow, here's wow, the crazy wow. thing I want people to understand. It wasn't just that I told the story. Yeah. It was how I told mm. the story. I told that story in front of 5,000 people. Mm. But that story, I created an entire experience for the audience. Mm. That not only was an experience for the audience, but it empowered the audience mm to want to show up. Wow. And so it's basically for, I'm not going to give it away, yeah. but either they go, go hey, go check it out. Yeah, Put yeah. Gold Cast, Andy Enriquez, either yeah. on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you'll see the video. And you're going to hear the story about my Haitian mother that came to this country with less than $150 to her name. Yeah. And you go hear about the defining moment yeah. that turned that woman into a millionaire. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Make sure you watch the right. story. Yeah. And after that, you got no more excuses. Right. No more excuses right. as to why you can't transform your life. Right. And so that story, man, that story was something. But here's what they don't know, Ash. I've been telling that story, bro, for 15 years. Wow. Working on it. Yeah. Crafting it. Yeah. Getting better at telling the story. Yeah. And what most people don't realize is the thing that makes you shine in the light is what you do behind closed doors. Mm. And see, everybody wants the spotlight, right. but everybody doesn't want to do the work. Right. And part of doing the work is strengthening your message. Mm -hmm. And when I say message, I'm talking about learning how to craft powerful, meaningful stories. And for most people, we're too close to our stories mm -hmm. to really know. And I got to call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Most people are horrible storytellers. Mm -hmm. Because they learn how to tell stories from friends and family members. Yeah. They're going through chronological sequence. Yeah. They're telling 20-minute stories. Mm -hmm. They ain't making no point at the end of the story. Yeah. We got friends and family members like that. They call us up. We put them on speakerphone because we love them. We like, uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I'm listening. Right. They, they rambling. Right. But here's the thing. When you start trying to build a business, build a movement, build yeah. a platform, your friend and family member, they extend grace to you. Yeah. That's the reason why they let you speak for 20, 30 minutes going on a tangent. Yeah. And you mess around and say, what was I saying again? Right, right. They love you. Yeah. Your cold audience, mm -hmm. they don't love you. Right. If you can't get their attention, keep their attention, direct the attention, mm -hmm. you out of the game. Right. That's why we got to learn and actually get the coaching mm -hmm. to learn how to be able to craft powerful stories that be able to connect and convert and be able to do it tight. Mm -hmm in short sound bites, three minutes or less. Yeah. Tell the story, connect, drop the lesson, boom, land the plane, be out. Yeah, yeah. And move people to action. Yeah, yeah. And, and speak, speaking of which, right, speaking of, like, coaches and, you know, you mentioned you have, like, a mentorship and a program. Um, I know you have a free challenge that you Yeah, do. man. Uh, talk to us about that challenge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so excited, man. We got the Story into Profit Challenge. Yeah. And this is specifically for the person who maybe they're working a nine to five yeah. and they're feeling a tug on their heart. Yeah. They got a desire to become an entrepreneur, a speaker, and a coach, but they're lacking the confidence and they also are lacking the clarity and they want to know what to say and how to say it. And maybe what they're hearing in their head is not coming out the way that they intended to when they open their mouth. It's for the entrepreneur that's like, yo, I'm, I'm good. 
I got good products and good services, but they know if they could do a better job of talking about their products and services, that they would increase their revenue. And it's also for the person that got a nonprofit, a ministry, and they want to get better at being able to talk about their craft. So what we're doing over those three days is we're helping them to turn their story into profit. Yeah. So on day one of the challenge, it's all about helping them to position the story because we got to position the story to get the attention of our ideal customer and clients. On day two, what we're helping them to do is identify which of your many stories are you needing to craft and put together to attract your ideal customer and client. And in day three, it's all about monetizing that story and turning that story into cash. So we got the story into profit challenge that's taking place on May 9th through the 11th. It's going to be off the charts, man. And the thing is, I got to say this to the insiders. The challenge itself is free. Just, yeah. Just uh, don't say the date. Okay. All right. So all right. Perfect. Like, perfect. Stay you, evergreen. You go, oh, yeah, excellent. 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 Yeah. So I want listen. The story into profit challenge is a game changer. One of the things that we hear over and over from people is just like, man. First of all, I didn't even realize I had a story. Another thing is, I didn't realize that my story could make me money. I didn't realize my story could help me attract my ideal customer and client. I didn't realize my story could help me stop the scroll when people are on social media. I didn't realize the story could get more people to open up my emails. I didn't realize the story could get more people to buy my products and to buy my services. Hey, it's time to turn the story into profit. Storyintoprofitchallenge.com, man. And, and it's free. Yeah, it's right? free. Yeah, it's free. free but yeah. I got to say this. Yeah. We got a VIP level. Okay. And at the VIP level, the beautiful thing is at the end of the session we do each day, yeah. the VIPs get to be with me in the Q&A. Mm. And it is inside the Q&A that I break down many of my frameworks mm. that my hiring clients pay over $25,000 to get access wow. to. Yeah. Also, as a VIP, they get access to all of the recordings. Yeah. And the two other things is the VIPs unlock a bonus day four masterclass where I do hot seats, Ash. Mm. I bring people up on the stage, wow. pull out their story, and then remix their story real time. The same thing that my VIP clients mm. pull me up to do, wow. we have a bonus masterclass. And then wow. the fourth thing is, you know that video that ended up getting over 5.9 million views on Facebook alone? Mm -hmm. I give them the ultimate story structure template. Wow. The same template that I used to deliver that story wow. that went viral on Goldcast yep. and the same template I used when I delivered the second story that also went viral on, mm. on, on Goldcast, yeah. I give them the entire template. Wow. So they could join for free, yeah. but if they want to get all the value, yeah. upgrade to that VIP. Upgrade, upgrade, upgrade to that VIP. Learn about <laughs> how to craft a powerful story and and when you, um, what 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 is the what is the monetary difference right between like an entrepreneur, a speaker, a coach who doesn't know how to tell a story <laughs> oh, and those man. who tell a story? Like, man, it's the, it's so crazy because Ash, I could go client after client after client yeah. that maybe they were making an offer yeah. and they were doing an offer during a challenge, they were yeah. doing an offer during a summit, they were doing an offer um, from the stage, yeah. and they didn't have a great story to be able to close people versus when they did have a story. They went sometimes from like not closing at all to increasing their closing rate to like 20%. Or maybe they were already a pretty decent closer. They were at maybe like 15% and maybe they increased it to like 30%. Wow. Depending on the price of what they're offering, yeah. for many of our clients, like the results that they're producing oftentimes is literally tens of thousand dollars or multiple six figures, yeah. right? Specifically, one of our clients, her name is uh, Mary Wong. They did an event. They had 600 people yeah. at the event. They were just offering a $2,500 program mm. to other nonprofit business owners. Mm. 600 people, Ash, less than 10 people enrolled. Wow. She was so disappointed. Wow. She ended up coming to the training. We showed her how to craft a story to get people to see the value of their program and how it's going to help their nonprofit mm. to produce results. Mm. Following year, we don't always get a second chance. Following year, same event, 600 people 105 people wow. enroll into the program. Wow. She ended up bringing in over $250,000 to that foundation, wow. and that was nonprofit. Right. Now, imagine for people who got programs, right. 5000 10000 mm. 15000 25000 yeah. Like, that's a come on, man. Game changer. <laughs> game changer. Wow. wow. Game changer. Yeah. And, yeah. and people are so busy, like, oh, it doesn't work. Uh, you know, I'm frustrated. No one's buying my stuff. Well, 
The thing is, your stuff is probably decent. Mm-hmm. The issue is you're not doing a good enough job yeah. of getting them to see the value or making an emotional connection or overcoming the objections. And the best and smoothest way for you to do that is through a story. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Y'all hearing it here, y'all. Y'all got to get to a space where you understand how to craft your story. The great thing about it, though, is that it's not something that you have to make up. You have it in you already. You've experienced it already. It's really how do you package this story in order to make people, uh, you know, you want them to know, like, and trust you, you know, fall in love with what you are offering and make sure that they understand through your story that your product or service can help them get to that next level. Um, If people wanted to join the challenge, we're going to put the link uh, down here in the description, but people want to join, join the challenge and connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah, so first of all, man, Story Into Profit Challenge. Story Into Profit Challenge. It's going to be a game changer. We're going to help them completely transform their stories over three powerful days, man. And then in addition to that, of course, if they want to connect, I would love for them to connect with me on IG. I'm at Show Up For Your Life. Show Up For Your Life is also the name of my book. And on every other platform, I'm Andy Henriquez. All right, y'all. We are closing out the vault. Another powerful episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. If this episode didn't fire you up, <laughs> if you're not ready to craft your story, tell your story, scream it from the rooftop and let people know that you have the solution to their problems, then you got to tap in with my guy, Andy. Uh, make sure you visit us on our website, InsideTheVaultShow.com. Follow us on all social media platforms at Inside the Vault. Me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, IamAshCash.com. Follow me on all social media platforms at I am Ash Cash. And make sure you join us inside of the Abundance Community. Andy dropped some bars, but he got some more gems <laughs> that he's going to drop behind the scenes, and you don't want to miss those. So make sure you join us, AbundanceCommunity.org. I am going to see you. Matter of fact, I'm going to see you. Hit the link in the, in the description so we can see you inside of the challenge. But I'll see you next time, same time, same place, in God's will. All right, y'all. Peace. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.